Baldur's Gate 3 is here and people seem to like it. And people seem to really like threads, but they stopped using it. And you're gonna stop using high-end AMD GPUs, allegedly. This would really suck. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Monday, August 7th, 2023. That's the date. It is, we're well rested. I'm feeling so much better. Yeah, we slept. So much better. This is good stuff. I like sleeping, it's nice. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? And who knew how popular Baldur's Gate 3 was gonna be, which I wanna just, before we dive into the numbers and the details about it, wanna remind everybody, thanks to 9to5Google reminding me, Baldur's Gate 3 got announced as part of Stadia. What? Do you remember this? Back in 2019, during a Stadia Connect event, that is when Baldur's Gate 3 officially got announced. Has it been that long? It has, and rip. RIP Stadia, <laughs> my goodness, because this is appearing to be one of the best PC launches of all time, with it becoming one of the most played games on Steam on day one, reaching over 500,000 concurrent players. I'm checking those numbers and what the heck. I don't even know what this game is about. I keep trying to ask people, what what do you do in it? And they're like, it's D&D, &D, but in video game form. That's. Everything I've checked out, that's what I'm seeing. But I don't know what that means. I've never played D&D. <laughs> what kind of game is it? What do you do? What's happening? You're D&D. I did, what is it? There's bear sex. I don't get what's going on. I don't Does that happen in D&D? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I'm not bear, ready for Bear, dragon, this. take your pick. I'll take no picks. And turns out that one of the devs for Baldur's Gate has to take the pick of bear dragon different forms because according to his own tweet he uh told that the the team that they should expect a hundred thousand concurrent players Ooh. so uh, <laughs> it seems like everything's fine you see based on the top players Baldur's gate 3 is the only non-multiplayer game on that entire list it's a single player game there is a couch co-op mode but the servers i guess don't necessarily need to stay up but this also doesn't include the fact that it's on gog as well and they don't have the numbers for that but one of the reasons it might have been so successful is because it is steam deck verified yeah. people are playing it on their little handheld devices but 500,000 isn't where it stopped even as we're recording hot news that number has increased currently it's at three quarters of a million concurrent players right now Ooh. which is the all-time peak for the game and basically puts it in the top five game of all time but also uh, the top single player game of all time. I had no idea this was gonna be this popular. I didn't either, but one of the reasons it might be is because it's a PC exclusive. So it doesn't come out for consoles or Mac until September, but it's also not coming out on the Xbox until they don't know, because one of the things that happens is Microsoft's rules for the Series X and the Series S is that they have to play the game the same way. It just could be resolution difference. And the developer was like, yeah, we can't do that with the co-op split screen. So we're just, we'll figure it out at some point, but not right now. So if you want to play it on console, it's going to be on the PlayStation. But this is one of the very few like PC exclusive games that's come out in a while or exclusive for a month. A big game, like huge. Let us know if you've been enjoying Baldur's Gate 3. Should I check it out? I don't know. What does a D&D &D game mean? Please explain to me down below in the comments as if I'm a child, but not really because of the bare thing. Anyways, if you are going to be playing Baldur's Gate 3 and you want to upgrade your PC to be a little bit quieter, a little bit cooler, but doing it on a budget, you should check out today's video sponsor, Silverstone, and their Vista lineup of fans. We've talked about these bad boys before, but they really do come in at an impeccable price point for a lot of different features that you could be looking for, whether that's in black, in white, in regular fan, or ARGB sizes of 120, 140 millimeters. They're modeled and tuned after premium fans with having features such as 
spinning the fans down to zero RPM, rubber damped corners, but they're also just made to be affordable and for the every case. Every situation you wanna throw these bad boys in, you could potentially do that. So depending on what flavor of case fan you need in your system, you can check out the Vista ARGB, the Vista Black, the 120-140 linked in the video description. Get your fan PC cooling a little bit quieter, a little bit nicer, and making sure it's ready for the latest PC video games. Big thanks to Silverstone for sponsoring today's video. And while we keep on the topic of Xbox being weird, this is something that's being reported coming out in the rumor mill right now that Microsoft might be preparing a new Xbox console, but it is not an update. Okay. It's not an upgrade, all right? Because according to previous reports, the Series X is already their mid-gen refresh. Dumb. Don't like that, especially if we're getting a PlayStation 5 Pro. I think that's a little stupid, but the update is gonna be a digital edition of the Series X. So a cheaper one. Cheaper, allegedly. Hopefully drop it down to $400. I'm really curious when it comes to consoles, if you are a console gamer, do you care if it has a disc player or not personally me? Not at all, doesn't matter in the slightest. And I think even with PC gamers, we got trained to use Steam. Yeah. I don't buy discs anymore. I don't even have a disc drive anymore. So is it the PC gamer in me that's coming out and saying, get rid of the discs as long as you discount the price so I'm not playing for that Blu-ray drive? Or are you the person who's like, no, this is my home entertainment console and I wanna play 4K Blu-rays and do all of that? Let me know. Does this matter to you? Are you excited to get a digital edition or not of the Series X? I want to hear from you down below. But another popular thing that's getting an update, threads. You might remember it's that X.com competitor where you thread instead of Zeet yeah. or X people. I don't know what we're calling it, but threads is allegedly getting an update where you can uh, use it on the web, which it was mobile only. Was it mobile? It, it was Whoa. mobile only. Whoa. And it also didn't have a search function. So Mr. Zuckerberg coming out and saying that they're gonna be releasing those features coming soon. But this is despite the fact that a hundred million people signed up for it. And then they announced that their usage was down, I think something like 82%. People just stopped using it just as quickly as they started using I it. I stopped. I haven't used it in a while either. I don't know, man. X.com's got its X grip on me and I don't know how to X out of it. But I know how to X into UFD deals. Let's touch hats. Skull shock. Oh. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to the deals. Because first up, we have the Asus Prime B550MA ACAM for Micro ATX motherboard going for only $99.99, making it $30 off. Not bad for a small board. Speaking of small things, we have the Sony WF1000XM4 noise canceling in-ear earbuds, and they are refurbished, but at $99.99, I would mind a little bit of someone else's earwax. Man, I, I'll get refurbished over ears. Refurbished in ears. You're getting juices with those bad boys. You got in juices. But that's, but a, that's a cheap old price for that. But didn't they just launch the XM5s? Yeah. Okay, that might explain a little bit why it's discounted. And then carrying on with the Sony train, we have the Sony PlayStation 5 Disc Edition console going for under MSRP at $449.99, making it $50 off. Hey, perfect time for Baldur's Gate coming out next month. Hey, yo. Yeah, you get it for a little bit cheapsy. And with that, the deals are done. I'm gonna hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. What he said. <laughs> that scrape noise. Speaking of good deals, Reese, good deals on EVs is something that I think a lot of people want. I We obviously did the EV cross-country trip over to LTX, but it looks like Fisker, who's a company that's been around for a little while. I don't know if you know this, but Fiskers don't make noise when they start up. They don't. They have some EVs in the works with their Vision Day showing off at least three new models and a little rally e-force car that they're showing off but the reason this is exciting is because of the price points that they're 
allegedly coming in at. So they're gonna have a small SUV starting at roughly $30,000. Okay. I think we desperately need this in the EV sector where they're actually lower in price than the gas alternatives. It has a Houdini door, which allows you to like slide on in, which looks That's really cool. nice. And they also have a small little pickup known as the Alaska going for $45,000. This is one of the things that I think Ford kind of dropped the ball on. They obviously can't produce enough batteries for the F-150 Lightning, but I would have really liked to seen an electric Maverick and this kind of fits the bill. Fit, or, yeah, or like the Hyundai the Santa Cruz type deal. It's uh, based on the same platform as the Fisker Ocean, which just recently started shipping but it also has the Houdini door that goes into the cabin, allows you to pass through. And then when you fold everything down, you have nine feet worth of flat space. Hey, yo. Not bad, 45 grand to start. It also showed off the Ronin supercar, which allegedly can do zero to 60 in under two seconds, gonna cost like $380,000. I'm not interested in that, but the Alaska is supposed to allegedly have a range of 230 miles, which is the base range of the Ford F-150 Lightning. The pair SUV is supposed to have 300 miles. They did say that there might be updatable, upgradable versions in the future that have higher range, but one of the problems with ranging in EVs that aren't Teslas is the charging. And mm -hmm. Tesla's trying to figure out new charging things. They've recently just acquired a wireless charging startup over hey, in Germany, which you AO it, but it's, have you ever wirelessly charged your phone? Yeah, it sucks and it takes forever. And it gets really hot. Yeah. And like my iPhone is like, hey, you have to cool down before we can complete this charge. All of those problems are just physics problems. And so it's likely going to be the exact same when it comes to EVs. This is not gonna be the primary way that people charge their vehicles simply because there's too much loss in the form of heat when it comes to wireless charging. But- Let's turn the AC on. Good idea. Let's turn the AC on on the world. Why, why haven't we tried that for global warming? I don't get it. But one of the things that it can be useful for is you might remember Elon's been promising coast to coast full self-driving where the vehicles can drive themselves. But one of the tricky things is how does it charge itself? Because the chargers require human fingers and hands to plug them in, or you got this stupid little snake that they showed off like six years ago, which like takes forever to- I don't like that. Penetrate your Model S. It takes forever. So if you have wireless charging pads that the EV can just drive on top of, it makes it a lot easier to have it's that like autonomous. So, exactly, it's like a Roomba going to a docking station as opposed to having to, uh, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 it with a snake. I don't know what that means, but I don't know what Baldur's Gate 3-ing a uh, AMD GPU means either. And I'm gonna use that as a transition anyways, because we get new rumors coming out about their next generation RX 8000 cards, the Navi 4 situation. According to some reports and actually being corroborated across different sources, there's not gonna be a high-end version of the next-gen AMD GPUs. According to reports, we're only gonna get Navi 43 and Navi 44 due to some issues that AMD might be having with mm. producing the architecture. Now, this is not something that we haven't seen before. You might remember Polaris, the RX 480 and 580, never had a high-end GPU. Additionally, with Navi 1, you only went up to the 5700 XT, nothing above that. So it could be us returning to that where AMD can only release efficient mid-tier GPUs and not the high-end bad boys that actually compete with NVIDIA, which would be a right fine shame, I have to uh, tell yeah. you. I'm gonna be very upset if this turns out to be true. There's some details popping up that it seems like it's possible. There are also some rumors that we might get a refresh of what we currently have, like RDNA 3, maybe like a 7950 XTX, which would then maybe also have like 3D V cache on the VRAM and make it a little bit faster that 
way. It's hard to say. We really don't know at this point. I would like a nice refresh if we're not going to get a high-end version of RX 8000 or whatever the heck it is. I, I don't want this to happen. AMD, please don't let this be true. I beg of you. Please give us the high-end GPUs. I want you to compete with NVIDIA at the top level. Intel, I also want them. But the likelihood of that happening is smaller. So AMD, you're our only hope here. Please and thank you. That doesn't feel good. Give us fast GPUs, please, okay? Let me know what you think of AMD not potentially releasing high-end GPUs. Are you bummed just like I am? I'm gonna bum on out of this episode of Hot News. I'm a little sad because of that ending. We'll, uh, we'll catch you back for more of the hottest tech news tomorrow, my friends.